I'm Chad from Frozen Soul, and you're listening to Phantasm Podcast. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a seat. Delicious food to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sponsoring drink is dandy. You are listening to Phantasm Podcast. Hey, this is Trevor Sternad. Brian is back from the Black Dahlia murder. Tom Gabriel Warrior. Eric Green from Simple Tour. We're stolen from immolation. We are Gorgasm. This is from Crater. Terrence from Suffocation. Phantasm Podcast. Corey Gorequest Phantasm Podcast. I am here today speaking with Chad of Frozen Soul. You got your debut album, Crypt Device, coming out January 8th on Century Media Records. Uh, very exciting. Chad, uh, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good. Uh, it's been, a, it's been a, a wild year so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say so uh, for everybody, but most importantly, musicians. And, uh, you know, it's crazy... Um, a lot of bands putting out new records and they can't tour it or do what they normally do. So, um, you know, coming off your EP from last year on Maggot Stomp, uh, The Encase of Nights, which is an awesome ass EP, you know. Um, and then moving on to this, like, how how crazy was that? Just getting the call and everything? Um, it was pretty wild, man. Like, yeah. It's honestly something that we never really like expected. Um, we uh, we were like we were happy with the demo, and uh, and we were you know super happy with Maggot Stomp. Scott is like my brother. I love that dude. Um, we just never really expected things to like get to a higher level, I guess. Uh, so it was pretty like overwhelming, especially like right after our tour with uh, Steel Bearing Hand, um, we noticed like things started to like get a little bit heavier and we started to get a little bit more attention and you know, then we got the call and uh, it just like floored all of us. We were pretty blown away. Yeah, I'd say so. It was wild, man. Yeah. It's been awesome so far though. I think Scott, you know, has a good way of uh, just finding the best talent, you know, around and uh, really putting the talent out there, too, because, you know, I talked to Steve of uh, 200 Stab Wounds, and he was like, we never even played a show as a band, and we got, like, signed to Maggot Stomp, and, like, it's huge now, you know, so, uh, yeah. dude's just, like, a fucking got the analytics of, like, a, you know, baseball GM or something when it comes to death metal, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty exciting, though. Yeah, yeah, he just loves like the way of the old school man. Like he, 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 he had a specific way he liked things um, back in the day, and uh, you know he just he, 
he just doesn't feel like he needs to change, you know what I mean? Like, he he enjoyed the way it was back then, and he feels it should still be that way now, and, uh, you know, he really pays attention to, like, the bands who are trying to, like, keep that alive, and he, uh, you know, <laughs> he's doing a fucking killer job. Yeah. Because, uh, that 200 stab wounds is really badass, those, uh, those dudes are really awesome, and, uh, you know, I can't wait till they can start touring and stuff because I feel like they've achieved what they've achieved right now. You know, not being able to tour, I can only imagine what's going to happen when they can start touring. Yeah. And the, the last show I saw before quarantine was uh, Sango Sugarbog, and I interviewed those guys, and they're a lot of fun to be around, too. So, you know. It... <laughs> yeah, those guys are awesome. <laughs> so, just, you know, having all this, um, the anticipation for a lot of these younger bands and especially the guys like yourselves just having an EP and then bam you got like a full full length and um you know where everyone is ready to just see that shit go down you know like <laughs> live again like who knows but <clears throat> I think hopefully things go back a little bit normal and uh we can only anticipate and just make it the craziest shows possible you know yeah yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, I can only imagine what shows are gonna be like when uh, when all this stuff gets better. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's probably gonna be. I mean, that's saying we have any venues left. Right. Um, yeah. That. That but, too. You know. You know, if we do, <laughs> shows are gonna be insane, man. Like, it's gonna be pretty wild. Um, we were like getting pretty used to touring and stuff right before this because, like, we put our demo out in uh, March, the beginning of March in 2019. Yeah. And uh. Like, that June, we went on our first tour. Yeah. Um, and then we just, like, we did two more tours after that, but it was, like, pretty consistent. And we were, like, in that mindset of, okay, well, touring is just our life now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then it just all halted, and we it's been a huge adjustment, like, trying to, like, stay in that mindset, but not stay in that mindset. Like, right. It's just been, like, really wild. We'll see what happens. <laughs> you guys had a pretty good stage pedigree. You know, you played with bands like, you know, Vader and Obituary, you know, and, that's, that's, and Exhumed. I mean, you, you guys had some pretty uh, some pretty sick shows. Uh, yeah, we were pretty fortunate. There's a, a booking company out of Dallas that uh, is run by my friend John. It's called Parade of Flesh, and uh, he... Uh, he really helped us early on, like, get land some pretty badass shows that help, like, set the bar for our band a little bit up. Yeah. Like, our our first show was with Blood Incantation and Necrot, so... Um, I love the Necrot pretty, guys, like, too. Huge yeah. show. Yeah, that band is, like, insane, and their new record is so good. I feel like it set the new standard for death metal. Yeah, they're they're nasty, and they're, they're great dudes, all of them are, you know. I love Chad and, yeah. and Luca and... And Sonny, they're just they're just great fucking dudes, and uh, they know they know how to play some fucking metal. Oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, but yeah, that's sure. I mean, you guys have had a lot of uh, you know experience with all that, and to have it kind of like on hold, and you get to put this record out. I mean, I guess it's uh, maybe a blessing in disguise. I mean, I think you know more yeah. people at home or wanting to discover newer music might find it a little bit easier than they would if everything was just normal and everyone was preoccupied, you know, maybe 
I think for artists, yeah. this could definitely be sort of a good thing, um, in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, uh, we were supposed to put the record out in November, November 13th, actually. Yeah. Um, and that ended up getting pushed back until January 8th, which I think is honestly, like, a really good thing. For your aesthetic, sure, I mean. It gives us, it gives us more time to set up. And then also, like, yeah, putting the like putting the record out in January, like, come on, it's frozen cold. Like, yeah, like it's it's gonna be cold. You need to have the you need to have it out in January. Yeah, it's like you can't put it out in the, when it's still like technically fall. You know, like it's not cold yeah. enough. Yeah, dude, it's still gonna be ninety degrees here in November. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> it's like you gotta think about we're in fucking Texas. Like we gotta at least be cold here. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, before we start, because I do want to get into the record a little bit and do like a track by track. Um, little history of Frozen Soul for some people don't really aren't really familiar with you guys. The only thing I know that I've read about and things like that, because you know, I'm I'm friends with Michael, you know, the guitarist um, on social media and stuff. He's he's a great dude. He's hilarious. Um, you guys. Met by playing Magic the Gathering. Is that elaborate yeah. on that? Because I've heard a little yeah. bit about it. Okay. Yeah. So sort of like it's. I worked at a. I worked at a shop called Generation X Comics. Nice. In uh, in uh, in Bedford, Texas, and uh, and he um was coming into the shop a lot and playing Magic. Um. So. Technically, like, it wasn't us playing Magic. He came in. It's just more like, yeah, he was playing in the tournaments that I was running. Nice. And, I mean, like, (laughs) he, he, I had, I mean, I had seen him, he had seen me in previous bands I was in and whatnot, like, we had seen each other at shows and stuff, and we just kind of struck conversation. Oh, okay. You know. That makes sense. Things going off of, yeah, things going off of that, so, I mean, like, but technically, it was Magic the Gathering that started. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Now, as far as uh, comics, what what uh, what main ones are you into, or are you into them? You just work there. <laughs> um, I so I at that store, I was mostly I was there for Magic the Gathering. That was my whole job. I okay. bought and sold collections. Nice. I uh, I ran the tournaments, um, and you know. Uh, pretty much everything to do with magic um I mean as far as comics go I've never been like <sighs> an enormous like comic book guy um I like the Spawn comics I like you know Old Man Logan um you know s- just simple stuff like I've never yeah. like delved like crazy deep into the world of comics like some people have um and I got to know like you know, I got to know stuff just being in the environment and whatnot, but right. it's always just been superhero stuff, X-Men, uh, Batman, you know, that type of stuff. Oh, like hell yeah. Mutants, uh, stuff like that, but like, never like anything too crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, I'm, you know, me and uh, my co-host were, were Marvel fans for sure. He's he's more of like the, the high-tech uh, comic d- guy because he knows so much about <laughs> the industry itself and whatever comics yeah. worth and he knows comics before they come out and like when to you know all that kind of shit I, I just kind of I've always yeah. stuck with them when I was since I was a kid like they've always kind of been there um plus growing up in New York and all that it's always kind of been like a weird like a 
parallel universe thing for me where I used to think they were real <laughs> like when I was really little. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's it's something. It's more like that. Like it's something I've always been attached to, but you know, <clears throat> not like insane about it. Like I'll go buy comics every now and then, but he buys them like once a week. You know, he'll get the new shit all the time. But yeah, so you were the the magic coordinator and overseer, mm-hmm. basically the ambassador uh, of magic. Trying to find a, a it was fun. It was fun. Trying to find a word that, or you know, like a title that would sound more appropriate, <laughs> like the czar yeah. of magic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's that's about <laughs> all I got. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but let's uh, get into Crypt of Ice. I'm excited about this, and you know, you can only elaborate however you want to, give short details, whatever. But mainly. Uh, track by track of the album so we'll go through each track and, and tell us a little bit about it you know lyrically and uh, you know just little tidbits you got for us if, uh, if you're up for it cool yeah awesome so we start with Crypt Device the title track which you guys have the uh, video for yeah which I love the fucking music video oh. it's awesome <laughs> Yeah, that uh, that video was uh, really fun to uh, to film. We shot two videos in the same day, that and uh, a video for uh, for Wraith of Gush, and uh, it was wild, man. <laughs> Shooting them in the same place, but having to try to like make them completely different from one another was like a task. But yeah, that was really cool. Hell yeah! So tell us a little bit about the the, the track, as far as lyrically. Um. Well, so, like, lyrically, uh, it kind of jumps around, but, I mean, for the most part, it's basically about, um, it's basically about taking somebody, um, and putting them through the worst pain that they've ever felt to the point of death, like, keeping them alive just enough to, uh, to fully realize that, like, they're not getting out of where they're at, um, <laughs> And the song kind of goes a little deep because um, it has to do with uh, with a specific person that's not really going to go too into. But right. It uh, it has to do with uh, someone who was very abusive. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's a lot of like pain behind that song. Um, it's also the first song that we wrote after we finished um, <clears throat> the demo. Yeah. So, um, we took, like, some time to, like, tour and all that, and, um, and then we started trying to write some more songs, and Crypt Device was the first song that we wrote, and, uh, yeah, I think, uh, it's definitely one of my favorite songs off the record, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty mean song. <laughs> yeah, that's a... That's about really all there is to it. <laughs> It's a brutal way to start off, for sure. Um, yeah. And again, hell of a track, and for everyone listening to this, it's got a video up. If you haven't seen it, check it out now. And uh, it's it's pretty nasty. So we'll move on to... Uh, it's I love the title of this, because I always try to pick, just by looking at uh, set lists, or set list track listings, uh, what my favorite song would be, and usually I try to pick my favorite song title out of all of them. So I think Arctic Stranglehold is one of my favorites so far. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty... Yeah, this is actually my... It's my favorite song on the record. There you um, go. It's, uh... It's one that um, we also are going to have a music video for. Nice. Um, it'll be, it'll come out later on. It's uh, this is basically um, this song is pretty like cut and dry. It's <laughs> yeah. It's basically um, it's basically about like Mother Nature reclaiming this planet. I love that theme <laughs> from yeah. all the the shitty fucking people that are this song. <laughs> Um, you know that's it yeah Uh, huge fan of that it's yeah it's pretty uh, it's pretty cut and dry (laughs) (laughs) no that's good that's really it it's uh mother nature doing her bidding yeah exactly (laughs) I'm shaking humanity off like a flea be like yeah you gotta remember who uh who has who has the real control that's pretty awesome then we get to one of the tracks off the EP, Hand of Vengeance. Which was this the first yeah. one you guys wrote together? Yeah, this like this is the very first song. Yeah, this is a this song me and Mike uh, wrote together. Um, this was the first song we ever like fully completed. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I love this song. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorites this is too. Another, this is another song that's. Uh, <clears throat> Like, basically, the entire demo was kind of about, like, um, dealing with the same type of person. Yeah. Um, that, you know, crypto devices um, about. Right. But it's a little bit more like, you know, I tried to make it a little bit more general. Um, you know, there's just, there's a lot of fucking bad people on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, uh, a lot of people doing a lot of really fucking unsavory things, and a lot of um, a lot of just a lot of a lot of hate. So it's sort of like you know, it's sort of like sticking it to them, you know, yeah. like giving them a taste <clears throat> of their own medicine, you know, and punishing them in a way that you know they probably would never be punished, yeah, you know, if it wasn't for. The hand of vengeance. I was gonna say the hand of vengeance. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> that's the way to do it, man. Yeah, I like that, and it, it's yeah. cool to kind of keep a common theme throughout, you know, your music. Like, uh, it, it's a good way to write when you have those things, even if it's really bad experiences. But you can always draw from them in a yeah. positive way and kind of make art out of it. You know, music. It, it's a, it's a nice. It's a really rewarding platform, and it's, uh, I think if more yeah, people like, had it, you know, it'd be yeah. a little simpler. Yeah, my thing is, is like, you know, like, uh, I mean, like, life, life has its ups and downs, yeah. and, um, you know, the world has its ups and downs, but also the world can just be a pretty cold place. Yeah. And, you know, we all have fear, we all have anger and depression and you know, they yeah. all interpret things in different ways, and, you know, for me, you know, heavy music, especially in the, at the point in my life, which, you know, I sort of, like, found it, you know, it, yeah. it sort of, like, was my outlet to, like, let out those emotions <clears throat> and those, like, you know, those feelings in, like, a constructive and positive way, and yeah. I think, like, this album sort of like accompanies all of that um you know it's got it's got songs about 
you know, <laughs> it could, songs that could be about hating your boss to <laughs> hating your abuser to hating, you know, the way the world and the system works and, you know, how everyone's, everyone on the top is just out to get, get it for themselves and, you right. know, it's got a little bit of everything, so you can kind of like, you know, take it for what you will, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, we move on to <clears throat> Wraith of Death, which will be the next music video. Yeah, this is uh this this uh this song. This is definitely like one of my favorite songs off the record too. It's just probably like um my second or third favorite song. Um, I think this is probably our catchiest song off of the record. Uh, but it basically like. It shows this character um, that is kind of like doing all of these things um, on the record in sort of like a concept uh, sort of situation. Yeah. Where like basically uh, there's this race that like feels this urge to like, I guess, you know, right all the wrongs you know, yeah. um, that people have done and things like that. And he does it in a very violent way. <laughs> um, of course. And I would say it's not necessarily a he or she. It's like more of like an entity. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, this is basically like, this is basically like the character that like is accompanying all of these people and all of these like you know these terrible things to their grave yeah. which is essentially the crypt where they're never going to get out of <laughs> that's cool it's, so, it's kind of solidifies an underlying story basically in a way where it uh, yeah. you know it's not all just like this this person is uh, you know trapped in ice and he's feeling all his pain but knows he can't get out and it's like well the wraith of death is who put him there <laughs> you know yeah so that, that's, yeah and it's kind of cool. like it's kind of like one of those things where it's like uh, you know like <clears throat> sometimes you just like you're so angry you know and you want something to be done yeah and you're like wow they should have to go through what they put other people through or they should have to feel like the pain that they brought on to someone else yeah. and they can't do that if they just die right so it's sort of like this entity keeps them alive kind of reminds me of dirt. like kind of reminds me of like saw or something i can't yeah. remember if there's four <laughs> or five but there's one where they put a dude in like the like an ice slab basically and uh, it's uh <laughs> donnie Wahlberg's character and then the one dude that's like pretending to be jigsaw presses like the wrong button and these two giant yeah. ice slabs just like fucking smash his fucking head into like a watermelon <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous I'm, I'm surprised i was just like really surprised like i completely forgot about that yeah. and i'm so surprised that when we do like our little contests and stuff that somebody hasn't been to that already yeah that's that was when you were describing it i've been thinking about that and you know there was a. Uh, I mean, he was, he was, like, encased in ice, and he was just pretty much just held there as, like, a like a pawn in the whole scheme or whatever, but, I mean, that, yeah. those two ice slaps, was like, smashing his fucking head was, like, 
I think that's what I'm just going to picture when I listen to this whole album when it comes out. <laughs> um, so, that's kind of what I've been picturing, you know, in my head this whole time. But uh, I'm definitely listening, obviously, but that, that image is in my head for some reason. So. <laughs> yeah. The charade of death thing. Well, I think that's a awesome. pretty good theme to constantly think about anytime yeah. you're <laughs> listening to any of our songs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just anticipating my head exploding like Donnie Wahlberg, you know. Two giant slabs of ice collide against my my skull. But yeah, uh, awesome so far. The theme of this, you know, I'm really digging it. It's very more in depth than I than I thought. So this is actually really cool. Um, we got Merciless, which is another encased in ICP track that you guys re-recorded. Yep. Um. Yeah, it's uh basically like it follows the exact same thing the demo songs like and this goes for like Encased in Ice and Merciless like you know especially like I'd say this like it's a little bit more like easily like identifiable and like yeah in Hand of Vengeance and Encased in Ice but Encased in Ice is like definitely like has a lot to do with like making that kind of person just fucking suffer alone forever yeah um and how it's like you know it's just like people that do those things are just like they just they're just they just populate and they just breed yeah they just like do terrible things and they pretty much just all need to suffer yeah (laughs) Um, and then Merciless is sort of like the same kind of thing Um, it's just applying that pain so like the other songs like in case sort of like sets it up saying like this is you know this is a shitty situation this is a shitty person that exists and then Merciless is Merciless is the pain that you're gonna apply to that person yeah so yeah, that's pretty much, there wasn't as much of a direction with the demo songs, it was just like, how do I write, like, really fucking hard shit? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, you know. <laughs> like, how, how do I make this as mean as, and as hard as I possibly can? I think you, right, I think you, the song Merciless. I think you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all shit, and I love the, the demo, and I, you know, I got the cassette because I, I love that shit so um yeah, oh, yeah. I've always dug it so I'm glad it's it's moving further and you guys got uh, this album coming out so I, I'm excited for it the next title oh, is yeah. another one uh just love the title Beat to Dust it's just amazing <laughs> yeah not to confuse oh. people uh In Case and Ice was the song after Merciless but we kind of wrapped both of the two in one so yeah uh, yeah Beat to Dust yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, it's because, like, the demo songs, it's like, you know, since they are all, like, so similar and, like, they all kind of run together, I just, you know, it's really, that's all there is to it. That's good. The Dust is, uh, pretty, uh, it's basically, like, it's basically about taking, taking them and putting them in a fucking lake of ice. Yeah. Um, after, like, torturing them like ridiculously (laughs) and uh, you know and and I I mean that's really it (laughs) (laughs) 
it's pretty fucking brutal. I mean, like, it's uh, it, it's really like cut and dry. I yeah. mean, my favorite line is is uh is um accept your pain. It does not end here. Um, and then there is no way out. Your skin it sears. Given to death, the hymns you hear. So it's kind of like Jesus. It's kind of like bringing <laughs> them to the point of death. Yeah, but making them understand that like they have to accept the pain because it's not going to end there. Yeah, that's pretty fucking so, brutal. That's pretty. That's pretty much to the point. I mean, that's why I, I love think it, it's yeah. like. It's one of my it's one of my favorite songs on the record, just simply because like the parts are just like really heavy, and it just keeps coming over and over and over again. It yeah. doesn't like slow down and stuff. The whole song is just pretty like relentless. <laughs> Hell yeah! That's why I love talking about death metal. You know, it's it's uh, it's just it's fun. You know, talk it's, about it's humorous just because like. <laughs> It's like, how can we make this as, like, <laughs> as, like, mean as humanly possible, but still have some shred of positivity to it? Right, and it's like, you know, <laughs> it's people that deserve it, but it's like, we're not sociopaths, we're just using our no. anger in a positive way. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we're using it we're to... talking about it in a song, you know? We're saying exactly what we would do to people if we really could just do it, you know, but we're not doing it. Yeah, <laughs> we're not, yeah. We're just gonna scream in your face about it live or whatever, oh, yeah. you know. We'll also show you a music video where we're also doing it, <laughs> but it's it's not real. <laughs> no, yeah. it's totally not real. Totally not <laughs> But it's something we think about, and it's yeah, it's just something that we think about, <laughs> and kind of wish would happen too. <laughs> but, it would be it, what would be really hilarious is going to like a. Uh, like a church or something and having to explain these songs yeah like that would be hilarious <laughs> it doesn't you know it's you can put as much death metal as you want but like the bible is like death metal as fuck in a weird way because it's so brutal too mm-hmm. well, you know the old yeah, testament dude. you know you don't even have to believe it it's yeah. just like the literature of it is ridiculous and it's like yeah. Thanks for the whole Satan thing and hell. You know, we in death metal really need yeah. those. We need those themes for this to exist. Yeah. <laughs> we really owe a lot to the Bible. <laughs> we all boils down to. Just world religion, you know. The metal is like yeah. the whole point, you know. So that's yeah. all brutal <laughs> shit too, you know. Um, <laughs> then we got one twist the knife. Just just classic. Yeah classic title <laughs> yeah. it's good shit yeah. yeah dude um yeah it's uh it's it's uh I'm I'm just ready I'm ready this is a song I'm ready for people to hear yeah uh, this is a song that when we wrote like we just had the nastiest looks on our faces <laughs> in the power <laughs> frowns like yeah this is this is it this is the one that they need to hear uh, <laughs> yeah this is uh this song, um, this has, um, lyrics in it that are, uh, written by myself and also our bass player, Samantha. Nice. Um, so, this has, uh, some pretty, like, deep meaning, uh, and, I mean, it's, it's just not really my place to, like, talk too deep about that. Right. Um, but, uh for the most part like this song is just this song is about um, 
just repaying somebody. <laughs> yeah. Repaying somebody, you know, what they deserve. I'll say that. Yeah. So, uh, and it's uh, it's pretty deep. Um, maybe one day, you know, the story will will get out there, and you know. But for right now, I'll leave it at that. No, nah, uh, I, I respect pretty, that. It's pretty brutal. I respect that. Pretty fucking brutal song. Yeah, that's good shit. Uh, and shout out to Samantha, by the way. Oh yeah. Congrats to the the record coming out. Uh. Faceless Enemy. That's a good name too. Yeah, this song like this song is is less about um, it's 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 not as much like the others like some of the other songs on the record. This has a lot more a lot more to do with like depression. Yeah. Um, and how like just that. That 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 enemy that we all have inside of us, you know, mm-hmm. that you know keeps us from following our dreams and keeps us from you know doing the things that you know that you need to do yeah. to be happy, uh, and like overcoming it, um, and also about how it always seems to fucking come back, yeah. you know, uh, no matter how like how hard you push it away. Um, and so, uh, it's kind of like the power struggle between like, you know, overcoming your, your depression and, you know, and then giving into it, overcoming it, giving into it, you know, and just like back and forth. Uh, so yeah. Oh yeah. It's very relatable and, you know, personal in a way, you know, a lot of people struggle with it. I do myself and, um, yeah. It's hard to step out sometimes, you know, and really see what's happening. So it's nice to have um, music you can relate to in that way too, you know, because everyone can be angry and everybody can, you know, want to kill people, which is totally normal. <laughs> Just don't yeah. talk about it. Yeah. But to face your own demons, that's a lot harder to do, and it's um. For sure. It's something we can, yeah, you know, really relate to, or you know, not, maybe not everybody. Some people, I guess, maybe are content all the time and just are happy, and they're you know living great. I mean, I don't know if there's people like that. I don't, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it, yeah, life does have its ups and downs, and depression is a huge part of that because it, you know, we, we have to adapt to every situation we're in, but it's like nobody knows how like you learn but depression isn't depression doesn't learn or there's no way to really um there's no way to do it you kind of just have to get out of it and sometimes it takes longer than other you know other situations but i think some people some people think of it differently maybe people that don't struggle with it or really pay attention they're just like what are you depressed about you're not yeah. depressed about anything. It's depression is. Yeah, depressed. <laughs> depression is like it happens. It's like yeah. you wake yeah, up. You you wake up and you're like, I'm gonna call out of work. I fucking hate everything. <laughs> like it, or yeah. it's like it. What ma- it's what makes you procrastinate. It's what makes you not do what you're. You know, like you were saying. So it's yeah. it, it's a lot more um, deep than what people think it is sometimes. But uh, yeah, it's. Yeah. I love it. 
I love that. Um, Heck yeah. The personal tracks. Uh, and then Grave Digger to finish the album, which is my favorite monster truck driver when I was a kid, so... I appreciate the title. I know that's not what it's about. But when I see it, I'm like, I get a little nostalgic when I read the title. <laughs> it's not, but you know, the the funny thing about this song is, I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna give it out. I'm not gonna give it all out because I think it's hilarious. Yeah. I think like I'm just waiting for somebody to actually like say it one day, so I'm not gonna give it. But yeah. Um, Grave Digger was actually like the running title for the re- for this song, um, and we ended up sticking with it because we liked it so much. Yeah, um, and it just felt right. But like that was totally like what we had in mind um, when we were writing this song. It just felt like how fucking sick would it be if this was Grave Digger's <laughs> intro song? <laughs> <laughs> if fucking Grave Digger just busts out running over fucking cars and stuff with this song playing. So, yeah, that's definitely, like, it, it was, like, an inside joke at first. We made it the running title, and then we're just like, that's the title of the song. Like, it doesn't matter if anyone knows that. This is the title. It's staying there. So That's amazing. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those songs where it's, like, it's pretty cut and dry. I mean, it's, it's basically, like, you know, it's, it's, it, it kind of follows the exact same trend as, like, Beat to Dust. It's it's just how how do we how do we how do we kill them real good? Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is it. This is pretty much it. Um, I think this is like definitely one of the heaviest songs on the record. Nice. Um, like I would have to say this is like this is like the redneck stomp of the record. Yeah. Um, from obituary, so like that's yeah. you know that's. So it's more groove. It reminds me. Yeah, it's got like groove to it, but it's like more repetitive. Um, but it's 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 definitely like one of my favorites. It's, I mean, I I don't know. I'm happy. I'm happy with the way they all turned out. So it's like they're all my favorite. But this is definitely a heavy song that is uh, is something that I think people are going to enjoy. Uh, I still like I'm I'm hoping people listen to this and when I say something like I'm not gonna give it all away yeah. and I want them to like figure out, you know, what's special about this song. Mm-hmm. Um I, I hope they just pay attention to that and actually do it because it'll be like it'll be hilarious if yeah. they do. Um but I mean all of these songs that are on this record, I think the most important thing, um for people to know is that like I wrote these songs pretty general yeah um, as far as like the lyrical content goes um so like you know you can put your own meaning to it um you can you know you can de-stress yourself but you can you know you can really turn them into what you want them to be um and you know, heal or, you know, do whatever you feel you need to do. Um, I try not to get too specific. Right. Um, and they all have their personal meanings and some of the meanings in these songs aren't for me to tell, you know? Um, but just know that, you know, that they were written in a way that, you know, you can, 
derive your own meaning from if you want. So yeah. we just the purpose is, you know, we all have those heavy emotions and sometimes you need something really fucking heavy to help you <laughs> Damn right. You know? And yeah. that's that's literally what this record is. It's what this record was meant for. So it's awesome, dude. And uh, again, congratulations on on the full length coming out. And proud of you guys for getting to the step, you know. And um, you know, this is this is just really awesome. And it's been awesome talking to you, dude. It's actually yeah, you know, man. absolutely likewise. <clears throat> and uh, like I said, a record comes out January eighth. Frozen Soul, Central Media Records, Crypt of Ice. I'm very excited about it. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, yeah, this, this has been awesome. I, re- I appreciate your time. Thanks for making up the date. It's good that we both overslept on different days, thinking when the interview was yeah. going to be, so it worked out. Um, but yeah, thanks for your, your patience and your time, dude, and looking forward to the yeah, record. Yeah, and man, absolutely. It's just really fun, dude. Yeah. I, uh, I, hadn't, uh, I hadn't listened to the podcast before, and... Uh, I started delving into it, and I really started to enjoy it. So good. I got it. What was the one you listened uh, to that you like? What was the one you like so far? Uh, the incantation episode is the is the one that I've listened to so far. Nice. And it's like overall, like I think you've got like a really cool thing going, man. It's really awesome. I'm really enjoying like the like the horror aspect of it. Yeah. So that's like what I really enjoy. Like you know, finding out more about, like, movies that, you know, I like, but I've never delved into, yeah. you know, as, as far, so, it's sick, I'm, I'm stoked to, like, listen to, uh, more episodes, if there's any episodes you know that, you know, that, that you specifically like, you know, definitely text them to me, so I can, I can listen. Dude, I really appreciate I'm that, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll tell you one just right now, but I'll text it to you anyway, it's, uh, The Blood Rage, yeah episode it's an older one but we did we attached okay. the Matty Way interview with that the first one we did with him and I love Matty Way he's a he's a badass Sick. um yeah the Blood Rage one that was we get very loopy sometimes you know cause we throw a lot of comedy in there because you know we're like best friends so yeah. we have a lot of chemistry but this was like few, yeah. this was like years ago so you know cause we've been around almost like five years now but the we had watched this was the third movie in a row that we've watched so it was like we it was like three or four in the morning at this point. So we were just like really tired and loopy, but we were just like I don't know. But Blood Rage is such a fun movie. But we we started watching the special features of it. Like we just pulled an all nighter basically. And I'm not gonna go any further into it. But once it gets closer to the end of that that episode, like before the interview, obviously it's <laughs> it turns into like just this. It's just fun. Um, we try to. Dude, I'm definitely gonna check that episode out. <laughs> we get back. I've never shit. actually seen Blood Rage before. I just looked it up. I'm it's good. Definitely gonna watch that tonight. And it's like a Thanksgiving. It, it's not like Thanksgiving themed. Like you can watch it anytime, but it takes place on Thanksgiving. But there's only a couple of like scenes where it really alludes to it being Thanksgiving. So it's not like it's, yeah. it's not like a hol- a lot of people are like, oh, it's a Thanksgiving horror movie. It's like it's really not. It was kind of built that way, but. The movie has really nothing yeah. to do with it. It's just, it's an insane slasher, and it's very underrated. But it's brutal yeah, as fuck. Yeah. yeah, it's it's underrated. It's really oh, good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Dude, yeah, I'm gonna check it out for sure. Oh yeah, and like I said, it's 
you want to watch that and then listen to our stupid commentary, or you can do it at the same time. You know, whatever. <laughs> That's kind of why why we do it. Um, but yeah, before I let you go, I guess we'll go back to that real quick. If you have time, what's uh, some of your favorite horror movies? If you have any favorites or just ones you like, you know. I uh, I I really like the uh, I really like all the Hellraiser movies. Yeah, um, yeah, they're good. I like uh, I like Bram Stoker's uh, Stoker's Dracula. I like the original It. I also really liked the newer versions of It too. Um, yeah, they uh, honestly, I, I like the first one a lot better than the second one. Because the second one I know was more, I think, in line with the book. But I think the first one was just more well done. I think I don't know. The first one surprised yeah. me. Because it looked great, it's like, you know, and it's just, it's actually a decent movie, you know, but the, the second one was just kind of weird. Yeah. yeah, I'm right there with you, I felt the exact same way, like I was, I mean, I enjoyed both of them. Yeah, I did too. Uh, but the first one, the sense of like, the sense of like, terror yeah. and stuff was definitely like, and I guess it was because like, they're, like, that was like the first half of the original was my favorite. Yeah, me too. Um, it was a little less like depressing, you know, <laughs> and and whatnot, and like I don't know, I just really enjoyed it. I, I liked it a whole lot. Um, those are my absolute favorite. I mean, I like the I like you know all the alien movies and the predator movies and stuff. I know those aren't really horror, but yeah, they kind of are. The um, first Alien definitely they, was, but yeah, I like uh, I like I like seeing uh, I I like you know Night of the Living Dead, but I mean I'd say like. My favorite, uh, and I mean, of course, like, man, I love stuff like, um, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th and yeah. stuff, but I just, I really like, uh, I really like Hellraiser. Yeah. And I guess my my sleeper favorite is Critters. Yeah, that's good shit. <clears throat> I watched Critters 2 a few days yeah. ago because I hadn't seen it in forever. And that's like the, the Mick Garris one. That, that one's just really... They're just they're just fun, you know. Like they're goofy, but they're they're gory as shit, and the effects are really good. Like I don't know about the first one; I should know this, but the second one, the effects was made by the Cheeto Brothers that did uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah, they, they look yeah. pretty dope. But I don't know if they did the first one or not. I, I, that slipped my mind, but yeah, that, they're just fun movies, you know. <clears throat> yeah, they're awesome, dude. I love them. And it's the same with, like, the Puppet Master movies. Yeah. I like Puppet Master a lot, too. I actually saw, pretty recently, I saw, like, the newest one, and it was so brutal. <laughs> was it, like, the, the, that final, like, that Reich, well, I can't remember what it's called, something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen that. I don't remember what the subtitle was, but the newest one, like, when I watched it, I was, like, thinking it was just, because, I don't know, I, I skipped through, like, I, I mean, the first, and the second Puppet Master movies were like I loved those when I was younger. Yeah, I did too. Um, and and I never really watched the later ones, um, but the new one came out, and like I just had gotten around to watching it, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is brutal!" <laughs> yeah, I, I've um, skipped through. Go watch the other ones. I still haven't watched it. I need to check it out. But about a uh, Hellraiser, I actually. You know, I went to Texas Frightmare in 2018. It's the first time I had been to to Texas, so in your your neck of the woods. And uh, they did at the Alamo Draft House out there in Dallas. They did uh, like a Hellraiser panel, so they had the cast there, and then they showed like the 
the first film or whatever, and it was amazing. That's so badass. I just watched it last night. Yeah. Like, that movie, like, people have, like, their top tier, like, you know, like, actually, like, the scariest horror movies. And if I had to rank them, I, I wouldn't really do it in particular order, but I could try to, but... I think The Exorcist would definitely be number one, you know. And then, like, The Shining. And I, I'd put Hellraiser, yeah. I'd put Hellraiser right up there, too, you know, in that, in that yeah. area. Because it's just, it's, it's amazingly brutal, and it's just got such a crazy theme to it, and, I don't know, it, it's fucking, it's, it's gory as shit, and it's got the parallel of, like, the... Yeah. You know the the of, of what hell is or whatever. And, yeah, like the chains and everything. Yeah, we even incorporate we even incorporate that kind of stuff into our uh, <clears throat> into like into our band and stuff. So the I mean, whole, it's well, almost, you'll see it. I actually didn't I didn't talk about it this whole time, but we're doing a live stream, um, and uh, in towards the end of November, and it's with uh, Devourment and Creeping Death. Oh, shit. And it's a three-band live stream, and we filmed a bunch of cool stuff uh, for it. And our set was actually filmed inside an industrial freezer. Hell, yeah. Yeah. And we, like, hung chains from the ceiling, meat <laughs> hooks. I think I stuff. saw... And the whole time... Yeah. Yeah, the whole time we were doing it, I was just like, this is Hellraiser. <laughs> I don't know if the band page posted or Michael posted it, but they, I saw like a picture of it, um, of like the chains and stuff. So that's pretty. That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's uh, it, it was really, it was a whole lot of fun. But like, I don't know, Hellraiser is just one of those movies where like. Just the aesthetic and everything is so fucking brutal. Like yeah. I really just love their that idea of hell, you know. Yeah. And uh, plus, like just the quotes, like I mean, maybe it's just because I love mortician, but it's just like, yeah. god damn, like, they're so brutal and mean and just like so hard. Like the like every like it's it's just wild. It's it's. Yeah. It's crazy, and plus the acting is is like weird in in that, and especially in the first one. Yeah, um, the the acting is like it's 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 a certain level of cheesy to where like it adds to the scare factor of the movie because yeah. all the characters are so weird in how they talk, like <laughs> yeah. almost like they didn't know what they were doing. <clears throat> yeah, like the dad, the dad sounds like he's from like the fifties or something. Yeah, dude, it's fucking weird. Or he's like, yeah, don't worry, I'll get it. And then it's like... The <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then yeah, you got, it. like, the British characters, like, he's just married to some, like, weird British chick, and she's, like, the one killing people or whatever, and then, and then Frank is also weird, like, he, it's like, he's got that very weird accent. It's like, what is he, who is this guy? <laughs> Where are all these people from? <clears throat> I think it was one of those things where they were British actors in a movie that was filmed in New York or something weird. I can't remember the parallel of that, but there's like a reason for all that that they brought up when I saw that Q&A thing where it was like, why is there so many like British actors and this and that? And, you know, Clive Barker is British, so that makes sense, you know. um, I met Clive Barker at Texas Frightmare and he's got the coolest voice on the planet. 
because <laughs> I always try to make people like if you do like a photo op or something, I always make them do like the devil horns or whatever. And and some people will do it and some people won't. But Clive Barker, I was like, you want to do the horns with me? And he was like, oh yeah, sure. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> he has such a cool fucking voice. <laughs> but he kind of, I don't know, Frank's voice kind of reminds me of his voice. They sound very similar, but... Now that... I don't know, that, that movie has a lot to digest, but you can't really do it. Like, it's almost impossible. You just... The movie's over, and you're mm-hmm. like... I mean, I get it, but also... it It's fucked. <laughs> in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, the whole time I'm just like, I get it, but I just don't get it. <laughs> it's just like... It just makes your mind kind of go all over the place, and I think that's... I think that's why I like it because there's like so many things in that movie that it's like they give you a lot but they don't give you enough so it really like makes you go wow which I guess that's why they were able to make so many of them it's loaded as fuck because you got like this this dimension of hell you got like an innocent you know uh, female character in Ashley Lawrence but then you got this fucking BDSM relationship with this <laughs> chick like yeah. trapping you know uh these fucking men from bars to like have this dude ingest them to like get his fucking flesh back and like it's yeah, insane it's wild. <laughs> and then you got like this pain and sex thing and then you got what do they call that thing that's like then they have that random just monster that's in there it's uh yeah, the fucking weird scorpion thing. Yeah, it's uh, I can't remember the name of it for some reason. It's called like yeah, the it's called like the Watcher or something like that. I don't know why I can't think of it. Um, all I know is that scene when she's running down that hallway and the hallway is just like not getting any shorter and it just like is looped over and over again. Like I can't help but laugh at that scene. <laughs> it's just like it's like getting closer to her, but then it looks like it's getting further away and then closer and then further away, and I'm like. Is, this, is, the, is the video machine broken or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh. Oh, then when you watch more of them, I mean, there's so much to it. Oh, it's called the uh, it's called the engineer. That's what that's called. That fucking crazy mm. thing. Um, I have so many sick names for everything. I know, and you can just make a whole death metal album just off the names, you know. Like, if you write a song called The Engineer, well, you just know what that is, you know? <laughs> but yeah, other people sure. be like, The Engineer, and it's like, eh, it's Hellraiser. But, uh, <laughs> like, in the second one, the second one was cool, because it had, like, the surgeons or whatever, and that was just, like, crazy, you know? And it always reminds me of a... Yeah, I haven't watched that in forever. It always reminds me of Aborted, because, like, I, I don't remember, uh... <laughs> I think it's a... Myth- uh, I can't remember the song. I think it's methodical overture maybe but it starts out with like the doctor is in and then it's fucking aborted's got a lot of fucking hellraiser <laughs> shit too like them and mortician both <clears throat> yeah um mm-hmm. then the third one is the shit a lot of people don't really like that one but the third one's fucking awesome because it, it's it's whenever like that dude is feeding chicks to like this giant statue of, of hellraiser or pinhead yeah it's insane and, uh. Yeah, I haven't seen that one in literally forever, so I really need to rewatch. I really need to rewatch the second and the third one. I feel like the first three are the most important. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the. The first three are, um. are super legit. 
And especially, I think the third one is probably the most underrated of the three. But, um, yeah, it's good shit. I'm trying to to remember which band it, I think it's, I don't know if it's Sacred Reich, one of the, it's either Sacred Reich or Death Angel that's in Hellraiser 3. I think it's Death Angel, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I I feel like it is. I, I haven't seen it in a long time. But I'm pretty sure that it's, uh, that it's Death Angel. But it could be Sacred Reich. Pretty sure it's Death Angel. But yeah, um, I'm going to have to watch that again, maybe to, maybe tomorrow. But yeah, dude, um, again, thank you for the interview. And uh, it's good to, talk, good to talk some horror, too. Yeah. And usually I let people nowadays, like, I've learned to, like, kind of gradually get into that discussion because some people really aren't into it that I've interviewed, and you don't really know until you ask, but then I've had some where the interviews just went south because they just don't even like horror. I was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't know how you can like yeah. metal, or just really metal in general and not be a fan of horror. I mean, like, they just go hand in hand, I mean... I don't know. I just I can't imagine a world where somebody doesn't. Yeah, like, like I, I interviewed one and likes the other. Yeah, like I interviewed Wolf Hoffman from Accept, and you know I love that band, but it, you know, in the movie Demons, they do Fast as a Shark. It's one of the coolest scenes in the movie. And yeah. I was like, okay, well, he's he must like horror. You know, their band was in one of the most iconic horror scenes. You know, at least. Italian horror, and then, so I asked him about it, and he was like, I actually hate horror movies, and we really hated that we were even on that movie, and we thought it was stupid no. they used our song, and I was like, damn, I was like, well, this interview's pretty much over now, <laughs> not because you don't like horror, but because it was towards the end anyway, and I kind of have to just be like, okay, well, thanks for, thanks for talking, and, you know, <laughs> but I, I run into that once in a while, so. <laughs> now I try not to ask it. It's usually like a loaded question anyway. It's like yeah. some people, if they're into it, they're just going to talk about it. You know, like like the Incantation yeah, dudes, sure. especially Chuck, he is like super into horror movies. And I met Chuck from Incantation at a horror convention like the first time I met him. So it was kind of cool. Nice. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't do the interview. That was my co-host. But yeah. So, uh, yeah. It was oh, yeah. awesome time, yeah. dude. I mean, like, I'm not like... I'm not like, you know, I don't know, I love horror, I have a lot of like horror stuff hanging up in my room, and, Yeah. you know, everything, and it's been a big part of my like life growing up and stuff, I'm not like, you know, crazy, like, it's not all I do, it's not like, right. I really like sci-fi movies and stuff too, Oh yeah. Um, and I love like fantasy movies and, and whatnot too, so, I mean, but it's like, come on man, like, how could you not <laughs> like horror movies, you know what? Some people just don't, man. I don't know. It's not their thing. Like, I was a kid, you know, my mom worked night shift, so I was always up all night long, and that's what they would play super late. So I was watching Children of the Corn, Children of the Corn, and fucking, you know, Exorcist, and like, uh, you know, Evil Dead 2, and all this shit, you know. All yeah, this. man, back in the day when, like, they have on Saturday nights when Tales from the Crypt would be. Yeah, yeah, and they always had oh, that shit. That was, like, my shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it was nice, but now it's 
kind of only around Halloween. They do shit for horror movies now. You know, it's not really all over the place yeah. unless you get. You know, with the streaming services, I guess people can always find it and keep up with stuff. But um, yeah, you know, it was nice when you were a kid to have it just around all the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's yeah, for sure. You know, my favorite movie is Ghostbusters. That's my favorite movie of all time. So <laughs> yeah, Ghostbusters is badass. Yeah, I mean, I think my favorite movie is straight up. This is gonna sound crazy, but Starship Troopers. That's one of my all. That's like top five for me. Like I can quote yeah, that that's, film. That's my all-time favorite. Second, it's, second is, stri- is the Matrix. I love the uh, Matrix. But, but like Starship Troopers, I love that movie. It's hilarious, but it's also fucking incredibly badass. <laughs> well, Paul Verhoeven to me is like he's my favorite director. So like, fucking awesome. I I just saw Saturday. They they showed a total recall at the theater, like the old school one. And that movie is nice. so fucking brutal, and it was it was awesome to see in theaters because yeah. it's one of my favorite movies. So like, probably my favorite Arnold movie. I mean, I really love Predator, and um, yeah, actually, I, I'm I'm a, that's a lie. My my, my favorite is definitely Terminator. Like the first one is also yeah. insanely yeah. brutal and one of my favorite movies ever. So like. Yeah, definitely. And me too, like, most of my top favorite movies are not horror movies, like, um, I always put horror, like, separately from everything else, like, even... Yeah, me too. Even in my me collection, too. I have my horror movies up top, and they're all, like, alphabetized, and then underneath that are all the other movies, like, yeah, yeah everything else. So, like, Ghostbusters I love, and I love, uh, Blade Runner, The Terminator, oh, yeah, fucking yeah. Con Air, <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, dude. <laughs> and, <Connor is> <laughs> yeah, and and Starship Troopers. So like, those are pretty much like my top favorite movies. And then like RoboCop and uh, Total Recall. You know all that shit. Yeah. But yeah, Con Air. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> every year I, on July Fourteenth, I call it Con Air Day, and I watch that movie like <laughs> every year. <laughs> but I watch that movie multiple times a year. I just kind of make it a social media thing on July Fourteenth. So I'm playing. <laughs> But, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Good movie. Movie's fucking dope. But, yeah, dude, again, it's been awesome talking to you, and we'll stay in touch. And, uh, oh, yeah, man. I'll send you some shit. And, uh, very stoked for you guys on the on the new album, on the full length. Uh, Thanks a lot, man. January 8th, Century Media Records, Crypt Device, Frozen Soul. Chad, thank you for your time and everything. This has been a lot of fun. Dude, thank you very much for having me, man. This was a lot of fun. Dude, of course. And uh, stay safe out there from the Rona. Hopefully things clear up. Uh, what what date is the live stream, and where can people view it? Um, so the date is not, like, fully secured yet. Um, okay. But it, uh, it'll be YouTube, Twitch, all that stuff, so. Nice. Well, well as we get a little bit closer, um, we're going to start, like, showing some stuff. We just filmed it last week. Okay. Um, and then there's a bunch of stuff that's being, like, filmed um, to go, like, inside. Um, it's going to be sick. It's not a regular, it's not like a live stream that you've ever seen before. So Hell yeah. It's it's totally new. There's definitely a straight-up, like, um, there's definitely a straight-up horror movie slasher vibe to it. Um, awesome and it has to do with the character that's in our Encased and Ice because we did a video for Encased and Ice yeah um it's the, the 
the killer from that video is in our live stream, so it's it's really cool. It's Hell yeah, really different. So yeah, and you said it was a crip, uh, we'll creeping a creeping death and devourment. We love those guys, and we've we've had them yeah. on before as well. And the creeping Hell death, yeah. the creeping death dudes. We like they were driving on tour when they we did an interview, so that was a lot of fun to do. And <laughs> nice. devourment guys, yeah, creeping death is badass. Devourment dudes are crazy. So. Yeah, looking forward to that, oh, yeah. and as the information comes up, we'll gladly uh, let everyone know as well. So, Sick. yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, man. Thank you so much, and like I said, I'll stay in touch. I'll there send you, you some uh, episodes your way and everything. Absolutely, man. Please do. And then when I get this to Amy, I'll send it to you as well if you want. Sick, yeah, for sure. That'd be awesome. Hell yeah, dude. Well, thank you so much, and uh, yep. best best of luck to you, man. And just uh, enjoy the crazy ride. Oh, yeah, man. Well, I'll talk to you later. All right, dude. Peace.